0: Welcome to the Prosperity of Athletes my Ones. I'm here with Sean Banks, a business coach. Can you let them know the name of your business and just tell us a little bit about your background
1: and how you got started in business coaching? Sure. So, the name of my business is Cash Consulting. We started six years ago in 2017. When we first started the business, we were just building websites, and now eventually we grew into the business that we are today by offering small businesses services that they can help improve in three main areas, which is marketing, technology, and accounting. Um, as far as my business coaching services, I actually started that about five months ago, and I actually took on my first couple of clients in January. So I'm actually helping them start their businesses from the ground up.
0: So the services, you help with the marketing, technology, and accounting, right? Correct. So by technology, what exactly do you mean? By
1: yes. So. We actually have a CRM, which is what we consider a customer experience platform, where our small businesses can actually use it to connect their business uh, to Google My Business, plus 45 other uh, search engines, which includes Bing, the Yellow Pages, the White Pages, also the Chamber of Commerce's, uh, and there's so many other search engines that is included within that package that a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, within the CRM too, uh, the business owner can actually post to their social media pages. They can uh, view all their comments, they can see the analytics for their comments as well. Um, they can also be able to keep all their client data, um, send them text messages and emails from the CRM, like just like a usual one would do as usual as well. But also what I really like about the uh, CRM itself is that it has a built-in client portal where the customers can actually go in and see their account and they will have access to so many different actions, such as you know, uh, paying for a service uh, through the client portal, you know, reaching out to whoever they need to reach out to to get service for their account. Um, they can even schedule meetings uh, with the business owner or even the business in general, um, as far as for their different services. Um, so, a lot of our businesses that are currently using this, like I said, our service based businesses, such as our plumbers, consultants, um, accountants. Um, electricians, uh, pretty much you name it. So anybody who's in a service-based business or in some type of service-based capacity, you can actually use this platform to actually grow and enhance your business.
0: Okay, so you said all service-based businesses, but what if somebody has like um, products that they're selling, you think they could utilize it also?
1: You know, the way the CRM is built is really mainly for uh, service-based businesses. Um, however, just we're still in the hunt to see like what other solutions we can provide those uh, business owners who are running e-commerce shops.
0: Okay. All right. So
1: expansion, future that's nice.
0: So what are some common mindset challenges that you see among your clients
1: when it comes to building wealth through their businesses? So that's a very good question. Some of the mindset challenges that I see is that they're so quick to actually rush to get their business started without doing the necessary steps to make sure that their business is gonna be viable. And what I mean by the necessary steps, I say that the very first step always has to be research. A lot of people, they have this great business idea that they think is gonna happen overnight, where it's going to be kind of a get-rich-quick screen, but they don't take the time to do the proper research. Um, And when I say proper research, I really focus on what I call really is the three main P's. And the three main P's for me is really, what is the problem? Who are the personas as far as like who's your target audience that's experiencing this problem and then what is your plan for going about implementing pretty much your whole business idea and ideally usually that plan is really your entire business plan from start to bottom know how are you going to effectively run and market your business but a lot of business owners they don't do the proper research um some of them don't even know how to do a business plan effectively and what i mean by doing it effectively I mean, as far as bringing together the key points, that's going to make someone want to invest in their business. Because usually when people put their business plans together, they miss out on key data that is needed. Um, So they don't take the time to actually do in-depth analysis, not just on on itself, but their target audience and what alternatives they have as far as getting their business out there. Okay,
0: so does cash consulting help them do the in-depth analysis and everything to make sure it's available, viable business?
1: So, one a, a part of our coaching strategy is actually help business owners put their business plan together. Uh, one thing that we actually use is Live Plan, and Live Plan is very good, especially for novice business owners if you will never put together a business plan, because it actually breaks down for them each section of the business plan and what goes next section specifically. Uh, so one thing with my service i actually sit with them and kind of handhold them through the process Uh, however i expect them to do the research that's necessary and they'll fill out the business plan as we're going along Um, as the coach every time that we have a session i pretty much reviewing that business plan with them and i'm showing them like hey you should be adding a little bit more information in this section and what i mean by more information we need to see some statistics let's say for an example uh, one of my clients she is trying to build an online education platform that assists math teachers in the state of New York. So for her, I specifically ask her like, hey, how many, how many public schools or even private schools are in the state of New York? Uh, how many math teachers that make up that population? And then with the services you're providing, what is the gap that your service is actually going to address? So when I'm talking about doing the research, we're looking for that real raw data to actually make sure that there's a compelling need uh, for the business.
0: All right. So that was a very good example. The teacher needs to know like exactly how many teachers are you going to be reaching out to as your target audience and everything. Um, I understand that. So what strategies do you recommend for business owners who want to cultivate an abundant mindset and overcome scarcity thinking?
1: So that's a an another good question. And when I really think about having that abundant mindset, it's really, I would just say for that, it's really just making sure that you're really thinking about the bigger picture. A lot of people, when they think about starting a business, they get kind of scared off because of the amount of money they have to invest. Uh, some don't get scared off because of the amount of time and being an entrepreneur by no means is not easy. It comes with a lot of sacrifices and a lot of sacrifices on the front end and it's going to require money, of course. It's definitely going to require time, uh, but it's going to wear you out mentally, physically, and emotionally because you're going to have people that don't see the same vision as you, and you're going to have people that's going to tell you no right off the bat. Um, So one thing is you just really got to be able to get past all the no's, uh, all all past the rejections that you face, and just keep a positive attitude. As long as you believe in your vision, as long as you are able to put the work ethic in and keep grinding each and every day to get 1% better, then something's going to come about eventually. So that's what I, I think about having an abundant mindset. I'm really thinking about how many times can you get knocked down, but keep getting back up. Yeah, because
0: a lot of people with that scarcity mindset is just thinking about the next day or the next month. They're thinking about right now, I need to pay these bills right now instead of thinking of, what's a better way that I could be doing this in the future? And what do I need to do to get to that goal? So it's very hard. And then it's been generation after generations and they teach you certain things and you think it's the right way because that's what the people before you have been doing and you're not even actually paying attention to the fact that yeah, the people before you have been doing that, but is it actually working for them? Like. Are they reaching those goals that you really want to set? Do they really have real freedom? Like, And a lot of people don't recognize that they're just used to doing well, my mama did or my grandpa did or yeah, they they <laughs> it, it, how, look how they turned out though. It, it wasn't the best. Um, so that's definitely a big shift that I see in my clients as well. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start a business, but is struggling with self doubt
1: and fear of failure? I would just say, you need to really ask yourself and really think about what if you don't get started. Think about like what you could potentially miss out on. And if your fear is bigger than what could potentially happen, then maybe being an entrepreneur isn't the right step for you. Because there's going to be times where you want to be put out of your comfort zone, and you're just going to get used to being uncomfortable. And I've been in a lot of situations where I've done things that has taken me out my introverted shell and made me an extrovert, where I had to go out and speak to people that I necessarily wouldn't even speak to. Mm I think, and I think part of the, I think the part of the reason what I'm out of my shell today as a business owner is because the experiences that I've had. And one thing I'll say is. Don't downplay yourself as a business owner. If you're able to go out and prospect and cold call for your business, you can do anything. And that's the one thing that a lot of people don't even want to do. Like, they steer away from sales because they're afraid of that rejection. And what you'll see too is like when it comes to rejection, a lot of people get hung up on that first no and they quit. Uh, a lot of people get that second no uh, and they quit. But, and that's why I said, like, how many times can you get knocked down but keep getting back up? So, that's what I'm saying was, as far as your fear, if it's greater than what the possibilities are, then this is not right for you. Um, however, I hope that's not the case for you because you could be someone who has a brilliant idea, but you're letting the fear of not having the money to get started, the experience stop you, we don't need that. It's all about what connections you have and how are you able to use the resources that you do have to go on and get started.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people that fear cripples them. And the funniest part is what they're afraid of is usually what they're already doing. (laughs) And what I mean by that is they're scared of starting a business and then not being successful. And they have to go back to doing what they're already doing. But you're already doing that. So the worst is already happening. Like when I was listening to the Social Proof podcast earlier, that's exactly what David Shans was saying is like, When he first wanted to start his business, one of his major fears is having to go back to serving at the Cheesecake Factory, which he was already doing at that moment. And once he realized, like, I'm already doing what my worst fear is, I'm already doing that, struggling, living paycheck to paycheck and all that, I'm already doing that. So by stepping out of my comfort zone and actually starting my business, the worst that can happen has already happened. And I know how to maintain that. I, c- I can live through that. So why not take the chance on yourself? Because that's all it is, it's having confidence in yourself and, and just taking that chance and overcoming those fears of denial.
1: I completely agree. I've I've been in sales now for, I say it's gonna be 10 years soon, to be honest. Okay. 10 years in sales. And mm-hmm. I've been doing it for other companies, helping them make money. Now I started my business and right now it's just me on the team but I'm actually the one that's doing all the cold calling, the pro- the prospecting, just running all the discovery calls. But the thing is, because I've been doing it for 10 years, I'm not afraid to do it. Mm-hmm. So how can you be afraid of doing something that you've been doing for so long?
0: Exactly, and you just gotta get started doing it. And that's, that. that's the first part, fear of, of change, fear of denial, but it's just taking those first steps. So how do you help clients set financial goals for their businesses? And what are some key considerations when doing so?
1: So when it comes to the financial goals, I'm already expecting really some of my clients to already have finances in order. So knowing how much they're gonna put aside to get their business started. Uh, A lot of people don't even think about how much money you wanna put aside. Uh, A lot of them wait till they do the research and put the business plan together to figure out, okay, I'm gonna need X amount of money to actually go ahead and get what I need to make sure that I have a pretty good start. Um, But when it comes to the financial goals, I would just say, one, of course, make sure you put money aside. And then two, as you're working your business, when you're actually setting your goals, make sure that always that one of your goals is saying, hey, I'm gonna get X number of contracts for this amount of money. And it can be as small as you want, it can be as big as you want, but make sure one of your goals is something that is revenue generating. Because if you're not bringing money into the business, I promise you're probably going to dry out like a razor in the sun. Wow.
0: Well, probably. Not is guaranteed because it's like you're not actually like the money that's coming in. A lot of people will start a business and they're the only one working in it. And they spend the money not realizing they need to put it back into the business. Like you don't get profit until it's actually profit. Just because you gain money doesn't mean that that's your profit. That has to go back into the business. So that you can keep making money until it's a certain amount to where you can take a little bit of profit. Even when you start making profit, you still just need to take a little bit off the top because Uncle Sam's gonna want his money later So and especially if you wanna grow, you're gonna need to put away some more money for that also. So and that's why a lot of people keep their nine to five when they're when they're starting a the business, right?
1: Exactly. You actually, you know, read my mind and took the third step from it. Yeah. So you- definitely want to make sure you're reinvesting that money Uh, and also the fourth and final thing is you need to keep very very accurate uh, bookkeeping for your business so make sure you're everything that you spend for your business keep a track of it whether it's money for food whether it's money for gas um, make sure you're keeping track of money that's coming in for the business and make sure that you are doing a profit and loss each and every month so you can see what's going in and going out Um, And a lot of reasons why you want to do this is so that when it comes for tax time, you can get write-offs for everything that you spend for the business. So make sure you're saving those receipts and accurately recording your books. I'm not saying that you need a CPA right away, but you want to make sure that in Excel um, or however you like to keep your books in the beginning, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of applications that you can download to your phone uh, that you can use to keep your books as well. Just make sure that you're keeping a record of everything that you spend and bring it in yep that's
0: all the profit and losses um just in case some people have that question is profit and loss statement is just writing down your income and your expenses you need to know where the money is coming in and where the money is going out because you might be bleeding money into something that you're not even using i know every couple months i look and see what services i'm signed up for and make sure i'm not paying for something i'm not using anymore just to make sure it doesn't matter if it's only ten dollars fifteen dollars it adds up and it could be used in a better way. So definitely need to keep track of finances nice and tight because some people don't. They just spend money, um, they'll go out and all kinds of things like, oh, I have the extra money for this when really they thought it was extra money but they really needed it for something or they should have put it away for something else. Um, Yeah, I've had that issue before. I've been there, done that. So I already, I'm not just speaking, just to, to beat on anybody over the head or anything like that. Like literally been there, done that. That's why I'm saying. This. <laughs> and we, even when it comes to a business, been there, done that.
1: So, I, I completely agree. Uh, even when I first started cash consulting back in back in 2017, one thing that became my best friend that I wish it didn't was the credit card. Uh Yes. and I was using the credit card so much to get my business started like I was spending so much on Facebook advertisements Instagram and I was just racking up as, as a lot of charges over time uh, without making sure that I was putting money back to pay off the credit card and the interest kept piling up so for anybody who has a whose best friend is the credit card I would say just be mindful of what you're using it for and make sure that you're paying it back on time to the bank. Because if you're not paying it back one time, you're gonna see those interest charges add up very quickly. Uh, what was a hundred dollars yesterday can easily become $200 the next day. So make sure uh, that you're paying it back on a timely basis.
0: Yeah, exactly and don't count your money before it comes in because you could easily have something that you think was coming and it doesn't or it takes longer than usual and like you said once again you get those interest charges like oh i'm just gonna swipe for this right now i'm about to get this money and then it doesn't come for a month or two or a couple of weeks either way it doesn't come when you thought it was (laughs) and it ends up putting you back instead of a hate so it definitely happens what are some common mistakes that business owners make when, when it comes to managing their finances and how can these be avoided? We kind of touched on that just now a little bit, but do you have any other things to add?
1: Hmm. That's, that's another good question. I don't have anything. I would say what we touched on are very good examples of what I've seen uh, from a lot of my clients. And no, again, if you can keep a match of your records, track of everything. I'm pretty sure you'll be good and you'll be in a good financial situation where you know what's going in and coming out of your business. Um, So just have that mindset of whatever you make, reinvest it back into the business, keep the records, and more importantly, keep the receipts. Um, That's another mistake that I made because if when tax time comes and you submit your taxes, sometimes the government will come back and say, hey, can we see the receipts? Because they will do an audit if something doesn't look right. Uh, when it comes to your taxes,
0: yeah, they want you to validate those expenses. Like, hold up, you haven't you haven't applied for this many deductions before. Let's let's see what's going on here, brother. That's exactly what they'll do. um I know I got that. I think last year I didn't do that, but luckily I keep electronic copies, or at the very least I can send them the bank statement and they can see it. And it's good to have your business account that way; they could actually see, okay, this is the business account and these are business expenses on that account and they'll accept that as well yeah that's definitely a big deal (laughs) because otherwise they'll just you'll have to do everything all over again and I know some people can't even afford a CPA at the moment which is why we're saying like just write it down even if it's you taking a piece of paper and every day at the end of the day write down what you made or what you spent or both if you didn't spend any money that day just write down what you made that day Or if you just spent money that day and didn't make anything, write it down. And all of it should be on the same paper. That way you can keep track of it. And then at the end of each week or and at the end of each month, reassess what's going on. Like it doesn't have to be something super hard if you're not a techie person. Because yeah, there's plenty of apps where we can keep track of it. But some people are not really techie. So if it takes for you to take a piece of paper and just write it down. If you are slightly techie and you just want to do a note, make a note hey I spent I bought such and such today down to gas I bought this and this this amount of gas because that'll help you keep track of your mileage too especially when it comes to business because you can make a deduction especially if you're going over the standard
1: deduction so and for those who are not so business minded that they don't know like how to actually do this next sale or what it should look like on a piece of paper YouTube is your best friend no don't be afraid to use it Like we have all these free resources and you would be surprised how many business owners who are just getting started out don't even use it. So please don't be that that one person. No, don't be afraid to look up on YouTube how to do a balance sheet.
0: And also when you go on YouTube, don't just go to one video. Don't trust just one source. Go look at a couple of different ones. And a lot of people have short videos, so you don't have to worry about sitting there for hours looking at videos. You could probably sit there for 30 minutes or one hour and have looked at five or ten videos that way you get different views and you can see where they all tell you the same thing a good resource for like budgeting and financial is dave ramsey i loved reading his total money makeover that was a really good book definitely helped when i read it back when i was like 20. i wasn't really completely listening to everything he said in the book back then but <laughs> now i'm about to read it again for like the third time and To this day, I'll still remember some of the stuff I read in it back when when I was 20 years old. So it's definitely good resources is to read books and go to YouTube because there's other people who've already done the research for you. So you don't have to go Google searching this and all that. Like, that's what we're here for. (laughs) We hop on these Zooms, we hop on the camera and post stuff because we've already done the research and we wanna share the information with you. So that's what I like to do. And that's what we're here for. So how do you help clients balance the need for financial stability with the desire for growth and
1: expansion? So scalability, basically. So that's a good question. I haven't really got there as of yet with my clients. Um, Right now, we're just really just trying to get their business up and running from the ground up, like I stated. They have very scalable businesses that I see in the future where it could grow to be something bigger than what they thought it was going to be. Um, so I feel like this would be a good question for me in the future, quite honestly. Um, however, I would just say when you're thinking about scaling your business, just be mindful of, I would just say when you're thinking about scaling, something that I just learned today, actually just speaking to my wife, when she's thinking about scaling hers, Mm -hmm. don't think about the how, just think about the who. Mm -hmm. So when I think about that, just like who is in your corner. Who has the right resources? Who do you trust that you can just uh, delegate tasks to? Because if you have those people in your corner, you can worry about the how later. Just make sure that you have those people in place. And that way, when you come to the table, the how will sort itself out by itself.
0: Because a lot of people sit on that how for so long that that's what actually builds up that fear in them. It's like, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to accomplish this? Like don't think too deep into that just get started you'll meet the right people and they'll end up showing you how without you having to do too much mind work um that brings me to another really good book who not how um the author's name i cannot think at this very moment but that's definitely a good book to look at as well um that really talks about how the power of networking and reaching out to the right people can you share a success story of a client who has transformed your financial situation through mindset work and strategic
1: planning so I don't have a client as of yet to have no really that has really like really transformed significantly financially and the reason why I say that is because the clients I'm still working with they really haven't thought about how much money they want to put aside to actually start their business they're in the beginning steps and We're still on the business plan and still doing the research. Um, I have one client that is well on their way to probably launching their business in June. But one of her tasks I gave her is to think about how much money you want to put aside. And one of my tasks is I'm actually preparing a report for her on what pieces of technology that she's going to need to actually get started. The best thing about her business is that it's completely virtual, so she's not going to have a lot of upfront costs. The main thing she'll probably be paying for, really, is the platform to host our online courses, Zoom, and pretty much maybe a CRM. And all of that really just boils down to maybe, what, maybe $200 or less. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be a little bit more, depending on the platform that we choose for the online courses. But she's not going to be spending that much out of pocket. So because her business is completely virtual, she's saving a lot of money. And over that, as far as marketing, no, she's going to be of course using Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, but through the software that I'm providing her, uh, which is the CRM that I mentioned earlier in the call, she won't have to need to individually log into those separate accounts to post her content. She can do it all from CRM itself. Um, so if you're one of those people out there who are managing multiple social media accounts and you have to log in, log out of each one, Let's get out that habit. Let's find a way to actually do it from one platform and help you automate your social media Um, because posting on social media that can be time consuming, especially if you're trying to find content. Um, So if you're one of those people, we definitely should probably have a conversation because I can probably help you save a lot of time on the back end so you can focus more on revenue generating activity. Uh, for your business
0: yeah we're going to provide your information um in the description for this video that way they can follow up with you if they need your services um mine's as well and my last question for you is what is one key mindset shift or habit change <laughs> that has con- contributed to your success and how can listeners apply this to their own wealth
1: building journey well, that's a very good question because i made a lot of mistakes uh, starting Cash Consulting and it's really been a learning experience for me and a very humbling one. Uh, so the first one is one that I already talked about is be very mindful of the credit card. You know, don't swipe every time that you see something fancy that you think is going to help grow your business. The second thing I would say is I would say trust but verify you have a lot of people that's going to offer you advice but it's good to listen but just make sure that you're verifying everything they tell you just don't go off and just trust everything that somebody says about doing your own due diligence first that's not the way to do business uh sometimes it can always come back and backfire on you um the third thing i would say for for a good mind shift is always develop at least an hour a day to developing your craft now this can be through books it can be through podcasts it could be just you just working on your business just in general uh for me i can tell you i'm not a big reader um i just every time i try to open a book i just can't sit down there and just read it page by page um so what works for me is like i usually just go on long walks with my earbuds in my ear and just listen to a podcast um one that i've been working on or listening to is the 30 Minutes to president's club which is a sales podcast where we have all these different account reps. They come up there and they talk and share about their different sales techniques. Um, and I'll be glad to share those techniques so everybody on this call as well later down the road. But it's very good to hear their experiences and what's working for them. Because one thing I've learned in sales is that there's no plagiarism. Now, if something is working for them, definitely use it for your business. And I'll say the next thing that, that really was a huge mind shift for me is control the controllable? As tacky and touché as it sounds, it's very true. Um, there's a lot of things that you cannot control. The economy is a very good example. With everything that's going on, with uh, with the banks failing, with prices skyrocketing, you can't control that. However, what you can control is the fact that you're going to wake up every morning with a positive attitude, knowing that even though the devil is trying to throw million things at you to make you wanna give up as you wanna keep pressing forward. So just think about, hey, what steps can I take to move these obstacles out of my way? Or even just go around them. Don't think that every challenge you face, you have to use no sheer force. Uh, Sometimes just taking a step back and just thinking, who else can I leverage to uh, get over this obstacle can sometimes go a long way than just trying to bang your head against the wall and hoping that it moves. So those are my big mind shifts that I had to make when I was starting my business. And one thing I can say is there is power in networking and there is definitely power in teaming up with people who bring more to the team than you can at the moment. As long as you share the same vision uh, and share the same mission, y'all will definitely make magic. So look at your connections, see who is out there that you can meet up for a coffee or go out to lunch with, pick their brains about their business and what they're trying to do and just see how y'all can create synergies that's going to make an everlasting impact. Even if it's not like right away, at least you have that person as a contact in your phone that you can reach out to at any point and ask for advice. Uh, so with that being said, you know, Erica, that's my four main mind shifts that I had to make uh, early on in my career. So hopefully these four tidbits will help someone that's listening today um, make the same shifts that they can see uh, improvements for their business.
0: Yeah, because mindset shift is always the first step. Because if you still have insecurities, if you still have fears, if you still have just constraints of yourself and you don't have confidence or trust in yourself because i will not necessarily say confident there's a lot of people who are out here confident but they actually don't trust their to accomplish the goals that they have in mind um certain things that they want to accomplish they don't do it they don't reach for it because they they don't trust their to be able to do it and they might not admit to it but that's that's it is what it is because at the end of the day why are you not trying why are you so resistant why are you so defensive all the time when somebody tells you something like that that's a very strong clue to me when you're telling somebody something positive or you're trying to help somebody and they get defensive about it that means you're you're scared of making that change that means you don't trust yourself to be able to make the proper steps that you need to do in your life you're you're showing dependency on certain things whether it's whether it's substance substances or an environment that you just feel comfortable in, you wanna stay in your comfort zone. Like we said earlier, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's just part of growing. That's part of business, it's part of life. When you went through puberty and you started hitting growth spurts and for women when you had that special time come and it was very uncomfortable, it's something you've never felt before or something you've never gone through before but it was necessary for you to become the person that you are for you to grow for you to change and that's the same thing with business and with life
1: yep i completely agree with that so
0: thank you for this for coming to the show today um do you have any other tidbits or information that you would like to leave for the guests
1: yes definitely in the in the description below you'll definitely see a link uh, that will provide that talks more about the CRM that I provide to small business owners Definitely if you're interested in seeing what it's capable of go ahead and schedule that demo and someone from my team will get back with you and We'll definitely sit down to do a 30-minute demo to show you how you can use it for your business um, I'm very excited about You know, that's this tool that we're using because it's really saved a lot of businesses 75% when it comes to operational costs